0: Welcome to the Illuminating Primary Care Podcast, a general practice podcast brought to you by Menlo Park Recruitment. Illuminating Primary Care is here to quiz primary care leaders to offer professional knowledge, experience and insight on the biggest topics in general practice. It's the podcast to listen to if you work in primary care. Welcome to the Illuminating Primary Care Podcast.
1: I'm David Murphy, your host today, um, and I'm joined by Dr. Janki Patel, uh, an NHS and private GP currently working for Nuffield Health, uh, who are one of the largest healthcare charities in the UK um, and an organisation we partner with on recruitment. So hello, Janki.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Um, Janki's uh, very kindly allowed me to to interview her today uh, to provide a bit of an insight into the opportunities available uh, to GPs in the private sector, um, as well as the benefits of portfolio career alongside NHS work. Um, firstly, Janke, could you tell me a bit about your journey to qualifying as a GP? Was it something you always knew you wanted to do?
2: Um, so my story is that um, I I come from an Indian family, so... Being a doctor was obviously one of the things that Indian parents push their children to go into. Um, but as it turned out, it was the right decision for me. So I went to medical school in the Midlands and qualified in 2007. Um, did my foundation training for a couple of years to, um, uh, where we you know, experienced a different bunch of specialities. And then at the point um, during the second year of foundation training, which is when you normally um, apply for your specialist training, I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. So a bunch of friends and I went to Australia, and then we did AE out there for a little bit. And then um, while I was out there, I decided that the GP training looked really good, because it um, allowed you to, you know, experience a few more specialties, OBS and gynae, PEDS, cardiology, uh, A&E again in the UK. And then I thought that would be the most valuable use of my time because I didn't really gravitate towards any other specialty. So then I came back from Australia and signed up for GP training and then finished that in two thousand and thirteen, in the Midlands.
1: Oh, brilliant! Um, what led you to a career as a private GP?
2: So when I. Um, finished my gp training i would had quite a challenging year with my trainer and at that point i decided i didn't want to commit to a particular place without getting a bit more of an idea of what was around what kind of teams there were and how people sort of work together because it is a big decision when you're applying for jobs um so i decided after that to locum for a little while um in the midlands and then i came to a point where um i couldn't find really a job that I wanted to commit to and then a fellowship came up which was again largely based in hospital as well as GP in urgent care and then after that I decided I wanted to move cities Um, and I signed up to um, some local agencies and a recruitment agent and they submitted a couple of um, jobs to me in the private sector and I thought oh I'm going to have a look at this because Mm. I didn't know London at all. Um, I was in the process of buying a flat as well. So I wanted some stable income. Mm -hmm. So I decided to apply for the roles and um, the interview at Nuffield was really good. And I really liked what I learned about the company and what they stood for and, and that it was not for profit. And I thought that if I was selling my soul, so to speak, um, <laughs> yeah, it would be a good way to do it because, it, you know, it was it's still a charity, not for profit. And they're yeah. really their ethos is to sort of promote health and well-being, which, you know, is a good, is a good um, ethos to have, really, which is, you know, what we're trying to do in our jobs.
1: So. Yeah, definitely. And was it something you thought about during your GP training? So was it kind of within your sphere while you were going through training was it something you'd kind of given much thought to or were aware of prior to being spoken to about it by another agency?
2: Possibly no I, I, in all honesty no because back then I think I was a bit more idealistic and <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't seem like that's what you went into healthcare to do mm. um, but I think as you you'll learn as a GP even from a matter of one or two years of doing the job in the nhs that you kind of have to do what you need to do to work best and if if you're trying to do five days a week in the nhs gp and i know a few people who do do that and i completely yeah. respect them for doing that but it's just not something that's within my capability i need yeah bomb of respite and a different sort of challenge a different pace yeah so the dual roles work really well for me
1: um did you have any preconception of what being a private gp would be like and were there any differences once you were in the job?
2: Yes, so I I think in my naive self I thought it was it would be very corporate and soulless and you you know you're just pretty much there to be um just someone who agrees to everything a patient wants and it's not a, it's not like that at all especially through Nuffield, which is i guess my only experience with private gp um you you still are an autonomous practitioner but there are um specific guidelines and operating procedures within what you're um what you can and cannot do in this sector so you're not just there to do what someone asks you're still there to Assess the situation, assess the problem, and still mm-hmm. advise on what's clinically necessary. Um, and so you don't have, you know, you don't have complete free reign as a practitioner just to prescribe this, that, and the other, and recommend yeah. a full body MRI for everyone. It, it doesn't work like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Um, so how, how long have you been with Nuffield for now?
2: I joined in 2016. I'm still there today. So.
1: <laughs> and- <laughs> yes. So, for years. So how has working for field Health positively impacted you?
2: I think it has massively, actually. um For one, like you're constantly working with young, newly qualified sports science students. So they're frequently telling you how to, you know, improve your exercise levels and your nutrition and things like that. And actually, working here and advising people about their health has made me healthier as well um not for obviously one big aspect of their um the charity is the gym so all the employees get free gym access to um to any of the gyms which is really good because gyms cost a lot of money and you know um it's good to have that um you can also get discounted rates for your spouses and things so um my husband really appreciated that um The other thing I really noticed is that I, in seeing a lot of these clients, I've met some really inspirational people um, and people that, you know, people um, who have impressive careers and um, you know CEOs of global firms and things like that. People I just would never really ever be able to speak to, and it's it's sort of confidence building and um, confidence building, knowing that you can hold your own talking to them for an hour um, and being able to advise them on things they may not know or be aware of. So it is, it it is really rewarding. There are other, there's a lot of employee benefits from Nuffield as an organization as well. Like you, um, you have access to opt into private healthcare if you need, um, which I've never had before. Um, There's other schemes like cycle to work schemes and, um, like reduced cinema tickets which i love <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the little things isn't it
2: <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just it's just been really positive for me i've met a lot of people my colleagues are great it's a real sort of a good cohesive team um across london um and at each of the, the health centers that we have so it's yeah it's really good i really enjoy it and i'm i'm glad i worked for them i'm glad i still work for them and hope to work for them for a good while
1: how how has the role changed or how, how has the role developed for you the longer you've been with them
2: so when i signed up the the primary um role was as a health screening gp so um the work was you would see largely corporate clients to do um Various health assessments, um, depending mm-hmm. on what their employee benefits entitled them to. And it was largely an exploration of their health and how you can improve it or how you can advise them mm-hmm. to improve it through um, their lifestyles and um, making necessary referrals if they have various things that need further input. But then later on, once you're comfortable in that role, they um, or if you want to train, just to see people for GP appointments um, that have signed up. It's not a big part of their workload day to day, but it is part of the role. Um, and then they have a lot of corporate clients, so finance firms, legal firms, media firms, where they um, have sub roles as an on-site GP for those mm-hmm. employees in those firms, where you can you do you run GP clinics for for that site. Um, then there's training opportunities to train new doctors and things like that. And there's um, if you want to, um, you can sort of work your way towards more clinical lead type roles.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, would you say there are any benefits to working in both the private and in NHS settings as a, as a kind of portfolio? So doing doing both at the same time? Because I know that's obviously one of the criteria in the field like to, 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 to kind of offer.
2: For me, definitely, because um, it's the the two the two types of job. Even though you're doing the same sort of work medically, that it's an entirely different environment. And being an NHS GP obviously lets me keep my skills up. I still get the exposure to all the demographics and, and um, awareness of what guidelines are happening and what you know what is standard practice. Um, but the private sector helps me utilize those skills in a way where I actually have the time to be a good GP. Mm. Um, there's, less, there's fewer obstacles in um, referral pathways and things like that, which sort of makes it easier and there's more time. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have the NHS as a point of reference, um, I think it would be different. But for me, it's, it's just having the comparison that let, lets me enjoy these private days a lot more because I feel mm-hmm. confident in what I'm doing because I have the experience from the NHS.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess from a, a clinical perspective, does does the work differ quite differently from um, the NHS roles that you do compared to your private post with with Nuffield?
2: To some extent, yes, because um, this for my role here, you, you're particularly skewed into seeing um, the working population, the working demographic. So you don't see any children, you don't see any frail elderly. So the, the pathology you're going to see is going to be of the working well people, largely. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing, normally, because that's a demographic you don't see that much of in the NHS, because they're going to be typically... the people who you won't get to see proactively, they'll only come if there's a problem. Um, mm. And work constraints and things sort of delay that, but this gives you the opportunity to see them um, deal with their problems and also advise them on how to improve their health and promote their long-term well-being. So it is, there is a difference in the demographic. Um, at the expectations are also different. I mean, to some extent, they're the same because the expectation of someone seeing a GP is that they want their problem addressed and they want it sorted as quickly as possible. So that's not going to change. Yeah. But the um, the expectations of speed and, and how things are going to be managed are different because um, they may have access to you know, insurance and things that are going to allow them to see various specialties and have various tests done a lot more easily.
1: Yeah. And just, just rewinding a little bit, I mean, you've obviously mentioned the the working well or seeing a lot more of it that you don't necessarily see within the NHS. Do you think that kind of changes the focus within your role to kind of more preventative and lifestyle medicine um, rather than kind of like firefighting that a lot of GPs get in, in NHS settings where people are coming with six problems?
2: Absolutely. I mean, not to say that doesn't happen, because it does, (laughs) especially post-pandemic, which has, you know, pushed a lot of these people into having to see us rather than their NHS GP. But you've got, yeah, you've got definite opportunities to promote lifestyle uh, lifestyle medicine and um, nutrition and exercise, which is something I just very rarely get the opportunity to do in my NHS job. It's just... It, sh- it just ranks so low on the priority list of um yeah. problems that they will present with whereas i think actually fundamentally it's really important because we're trying to prevent the problems of a whole nation mm-hmm. like a nation that's going to be aging and you know um that's largely you know the problem we're suffering now is we've, we've got an aging population with complex needs and if you could have given reasonable advice at the earlier stages then people will be a lot more um healthy and they may have a lot more um onus into how they can improve their health themselves yeah to minimize future problems
1: definitely um and again just something you said which is really interesting about the pandemic pushing more people you might not have otherwise seen towards you know private healthcare and providers like Nuffield health um, do you think that will change what private healthcare looks like. This is a massive question. So sorry for springing it on you. But do you think that's going to kind of change the sort of preconception of what private healthcare is and, and actually how we use it or, or how we you know, see the people or, or view the people that use private healthcare?
2: I think it, it will because um, having experience of both sides is that nobody really wants there to be an access to a doctor uh, no one wants that to be a problem, but mm-hmm. unfortunately it is. And it's because we have a retention problem in the NHS and the public sector because of, you know, a lot of older doctors retiring and people not wanting to work as much because it's too stressful or they've just burnt out and or moved elsewhere, or moved careers, moved countries. So that is going to be a massive issue. Um, because of the lack of access, it may push people or force people into purchasing insurance or, or self-paying to see doctors privately. And then up until now, the private sector probably wouldn't have been used to that workload. So mm-hmm. equally, they're going to have to adapt as well and, and recruit, which obviously is something we're trying to do right now with the yeah. Um So I think... I used to have this impression that you know the private sector was just going to be privileged patients and it largely is to some extent now um but ultimately people need access to healthcare Mm -hmm. and there needs to be provision of healthcare to people in some shape or form how that will look i'm not sure but um as a, as a nation, we need to also look after our doctors and our healthcare staff. So oh, massively. If you if you provide job roles that allow them to do their jobs well and, and go to bed at night feeling rewarded by what they're doing and they've been able to work in an environment where they think they can do their job well, then that's massive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and from, a I guess, a recruitment perspective, is there any... Any advice you would give to 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 GPS considering jobs within private health or jobs with Nuffield health? Um, are there any sort of benefits um, to their career, to their sort of personal development any areas you think um, you know advice could be given?
2: So I I would say, um, I would definitely recommend it, um, whether it's to supplement income or whether it's as a a single role, um, I definitely recommend it. But I'd recommend people to research the organizations they're looking to work with, um, to see if their sort of ethos and their philosophy uh, is aligned with their own. I'd have a a good think about how you would deal with this demographic. the complaints culture, you know, across the board is high, but for this sector, people are a lot more ready to give feedback, particularly negative feedback and, and criticism. And you need to have a thicker skin about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so be aware of that and um, be mindful if you're exclusively doing private work, then you need to keep your skills up um, in various areas without, you know, with guidelines and things like that, because at Nuffield, um, our GP workload, um, in terms of private GP appointments is not a big chunk of the workload. So we only really see people ad hoc, we're not managing anybody exclusively. Mm -hmm. So we we tend to not really take ownership of chronic disease or um, um, sort of long-term medications and things like that. We only sort of do that ad hoc if it's really necessary, but that that sort of healthcare is still meant to be provided by the NHS GP. So we're, we're sort of more troubleshooting new problems, um, assessing day-to-day problems and making referrals if necessary, but we're not managing any sort of chronic condition long-term.
1: Yeah. Because that's
2: not what, what the service is designed for.
1: Yeah, no, so it kind of ties into what we were saying before about kind of preventative lifestyle and 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 kind of slight difference in demographic that like you're getting through. Um, but no that's that's been really useful so um thanks thank you for for taking a bit of time out of your day to to have a chat with me about this um i think it's been really useful just to get a bit of an insight into um you know your your sort of life as a as a private gp but also your background and um, a little bit about the nhs work you've been doing as well um so yeah thanks thanks for for, for taking the time to-
0: you're very welcome You've been listening to the Illuminating Primary Care Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe, review and share so others can find the podcast too. We really appreciate your support. If you're a practice looking to recruit permanent clinicians, such as GPs, nurses or allied health staff, please get in touch at menloparkrecruitment.com or email james at menloparkrecruitment.com. For daily primary care news, please follow Menlo Park Recruitment on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you'll join us next time for another episode of the Illuminating Primary Care Podcast.